Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome. I am Richard the Razor Ewing, and I'm with my co-host Matt Nunn, the Wiser Wise, and this is Game Face. And Matt, we do this on Mondays. And before we start, you know me, I got to go to the questions. Hit it. If you're trying to figure out how to get a recipe for corned beef hash, you are on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to get advice on how to fix your broken March Madness bracket, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get insight in the professional sports in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get an in-depth analysis in the sport on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. As I said before, I'm Richard DeRazor Ewing. Welcome to Game Face. We're glad you're here with us. And we have a special, special evening. We have the great Mike the Shoe Schumann, a former co-host of this show, 1981 Super Bowl champion, and, and should be in the Hall of Fame, really, in my, in my opinion. But <laughs> spent 25 years, okay, covering sports in the San Francisco Bay Area and covered the Warriors for close to six years. Mike, you said you come back on, on a guest with us, and I'm so glad you did it. Nice to have you, man. Well, it's good to be back. Uh, kind of miss talking sports, uh, especially with the Razor. And Matt, of course, been listening. You've been doing a great job. So uh, Matt just came from baseball practice. We were discussing the Little League level. So uh, let's talk a little pro sports here. How about that? I'm ready to do it. There, there's pro sports that's going on. We've got we got a lot going on with the, the Warriors. Uh, just lost a back-to-back last night to Memphis. Um, you know, they're coming up. They're going to play the 76ers coming up. Spring training 10 days away until baseball kicks off. I, I'm more than ready to go. Uh, and then we got a lot of football news. There's there's tons running around in the sports world uh, to chit chat about. And and me personally, I'm I couldn't be more excited to be doing it with Mike Schumann, who I've grown up watching talk and give his insight on sports. And I, you know, I'm I'm so happy. So Mike, thanks for being here with us. Well, thank you, Matt. And uh, but in the in the future, when you say so to uh, somebody who's been doing sports like myself. I grew up watching you. That means I'm really old. So <laughs> as much as you love the compliment, you know, I've been kind of, it's kind of like when I was playing football. No, actually I was covering the 49ers and Terry Jackson, his dad was Willie Jackson, who I played against at the University of Florida. So one day I'm talking to Terry and I go, didn't your dad go to Florida? He goes, yeah, you played against him. I said, oh man. <laughs> so same kind of thing if you say that, but thank you so much. It's good to be with you. <laughs> Well, first of all, guys, we're going to dive right in. We're not even going to pull out no stops. We're going to dive right into juicy stuff. From now on, I don't want anyone to talk to me about the possibility of Deshaun Watson becoming a 49er. That's just not going to happen. I never thought it would happen. But over the last couple of weeks, now it's just been solidified. Okay. Uh, Matt and I were going back and forth on this. And, you know, he said it's not looking good for him. I told him, hey, look, man. When the second girl came forward, that's when it was looking good for him. Right now, it's just god awful for him. <laughs> well, I think it's up to ten women, and I don't think any NFL team wants to touch him. Well, no pun intended. 
uh, right now. So, uh, you know, the guy went from one of the hottest, you know, quarterbacks on the market to, wow, uh, I'd love to have him on my team, but we have to wait till this plays out in court. You know, you can't take that chance with a guy like that. So I think, uh, and the Texans, they've just got so bad. And now they're kind of stuck with this on, you know, outside of their kind of uh, playing field. So just tough news. And then when they brought in Joe Flacco, the 49ers, I thought, you know, if they sign Flacco, they're going to keep Garoppolo because they need a good vet, solid veteran backup for them. So, but Deshaun, it's just like, boy, if this is true, you know, he, he picked a, I mean, no time's good for this kind of thing, but boy, right now, uh, i tell you what, I don't know what to think about it. What about you guys? And when it rains, it pours. Yeah, we go. were at four, four weeks ago. We were talking about this guy being the most coveted mm-hmm. player in the NFL free agent period that we're having right now because he wanted to get traded. I mean, he wanted out and everybody, I mean, we were talking about it, Richard. We were, I was kind of drooling over the thought of getting Deshaun Watson and, and now this does not look good for him. Uh, there, there's, there are not going to be a lot of prospects because you don't want to touch him because of all the liability. And these are, I mean, these are all civil cases. This is nothing criminal yet. Um, you know, it, it's just not looking good, but I do, I do have a question for you guys. What do you say? We pay some bills. What's the over under that Deshaun Watson, that more accusers may come forward. Uh, I would be interested to see on betonline.ag what that line would be if there would be any more accusers for Deshaun Watson, even though it's not looking really good for him as it is, but if there was a, a line out there for that, you would find it at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports actions. We are in March Madness. It is right here. It is upon us. And BetOnline has you covered for all the sports, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Who doesn't love free? So I encourage you, head over to the website, betonline.ag. And use your mobile device to sign in today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's Bet Online, your sports book experts. Take the over. Take the over. It's yeah, it, yeah. every day it goes up, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. not looking good. Take, take the thank you. Shoot, shoot, that's why you're a genius, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the over. I think you take the over too, but this is the thing. You know, one of the reasons why I don't put together brackets, I mean. I put one together this year for the first time since about 1983 or whatever. And what happened? First round, bracket broken. <laughs> it's okay, that's it. I, I learned my lesson. Richard, don't ever put another bracket together in your life. You're just terrible at it. That's all there is to it. So well, you know. Ohio State did not help anyone out. In football, they may be the Ohio State Buckeyes. But in basketball, they're still Ohio State Buckeyes. They could – that <laughs> – that was not good. <laughs> well, Illinois and Ohio State, uh, both were one seeds, I think, if I'm not mistaken. This is the first year I didn't do a pool in a long time. So uh, I saw those two first round games. And who was it? Oral Roberts, wasn't it? And then yeah. they're the Sweet 16. You know, I tell you something, Shu, when I was younger, I was with a friend of mine, and, and, and we were playing at one of the local schools, and it was a local small college. I can't even remember the name of it now, it was so long ago. But the, the interesting thing is, and this guy was a baller. He could play, okay? He obviously played better than me, but and he could shoot from who knows where. But he was talking about some of the schools he was trying to trial for, and he actually brought up Oral Roberts at the time. Wow. And I thought, Oral oh, Roberts, what is that? Who is that? And now all of a sudden it comes up again. It just rekindled all that. And it made me think, man, you know, 
Okay, tell me honestly, who in Vegas picked that? Who? Well, that that's the uh, beauty of March Madness. You know, basketball is one of those sports where you can have five guys from any team and any conference. You know, some guy who couldn't get into Duke or North Carolina went to Oral Roberts. He can still play ball, but, you know, he just couldn't get in academically. So maybe went to junior college route. That's what I love about the tournament. Uh, what was it for the Florida Gulf Coast that got in a couple of years ago, made the great run. You always have that one team that, you know, the, the two knocks off the 15 or, you know, or the 15 knocks off the two or, you know, five knocks off 11. So uh, I think that's the beauty of this tournament, which makes it so exciting. And if you want to, if you just want to watch college basketball, unfortunately, this is the time to do it because you got games all day and night. So it's great. This was the time of year when I would, would conveniently come down with an illness that would last yeah. me a week or two in high school so that I could stay home and watch March Madness. And Shu, mistake me if I'm wrong. You're a, you're a Seminole, right? You went to Florida, yeah, State. Florida State. Hey, yeah. they beat, they beat Colorado today. So, so I, that's, I, go ahead. They're in the sweet 16 then, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's so interesting, it's interesting that, you know, with the exception of Colorado, the Pac-12 showed up. I couldn't yeah. believe it. They, they actually represented. I was like, what? Matter of fact, when I did my bracket, I didn't pick probably anybody for the Pac-12 because we all know every year the Pac-12, they, they basically get their, you know what, handed to them, and that's the end of it. They usually go out of, the, out of the first round. So, But, yeah, they actually are well represented in the Sweet 16 this year. And shout out your girl Tara Vanderveer from Stanford, who uh, got out of the first round and and looked dominant doing it. Um, again, the competition didn't look too stiff in that game, but but I watched a little bit of it. Um, you're right, Richard. I, I know why you're in love with Tara Vanderveer. I mean, Stanford all the way in the women's for sure. Well, they're the number one seed, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are. I read today they hit 19 threes or something in that game. It was just yeah. insane, you know. So, which you don't see in a women's game as much as you do as a men. So. No, huge fan of Tars. I'd love to see her win one more before she retires. So yeah, maybe this will be the year. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so we, why don't we go ahead and take a look at some free agency news? Um, we were talking about this before the show started. Um, the Niners made, in my opinion, some pretty some pretty uh, smart moves. Um, um, me and she were talking about it. He's he's saying that he would not have given Williams that twenty mil that he signed for. Um, I the don't, Trent Williams deal. Yeah. I, 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 I don't mind it for a couple of years because I think his body will break down at that point. He's 33, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? yes. Right. right. So, and then I think it's pretty backloaded. He gets, it doesn't count much towards the cap this year, but, uh, and left tackles a premium. He knew going out on the market, but to me, the uh, more key signing was Alex Mack from the Atlanta yeah. Falcons, yeah. the play center. That's the position that's really just been in and out for them. You need that quarterback on the offensive line. So I think that's the best signing they had. I'm looking at it right here. They might have had the best offseason of any team in the NFL, bringing their own players back. You know, Jason Barrett, Daniel Brusket, Brunskill, Trent, Juszczyk, uh, Emmanuel, all their safeties. Mosley, uh, Jaquiski, Tard, they brought in the safety, Tavon Wilson from the Colts, who Richard likes a lot. So, Big pick up. Big pick up. I, you know, I don't pay a fullback that much money. Uh, I don't pay Trent Williams that much money. But the Niners also know the salary cap is going to jump up to about 250 here in the next couple of years. So they can afford all this. And that's why you're seeing a lot of players sign one-year contracts, hoping to have another great year and then make that big bank next year when the salary cap goes back up. Absolutely. And not to mention, in my, in my opinion, John Lynch and, and more, more 
Sean Lynch and Shanahan, but I mean, this is year five. This is, this is the year that, that the expectations were really, really high that they were going to have put together a team. Now they, they peaked a couple of years early uh, shoe hit it on the head. They've, they've had inconsistent center play the last two years with all the injuries. Um, I think John Lynch did a phenomenal job at, at shoring up that, that defensive backfield, uh, getting the DB, signing the ones that you needed to sign, let the ones go that you need to go. You're right. Uh, with that, with that signing today, I, I was going to bring it up for Tavon Wilson. Again, another, another piece in, in the secondary. So I am, I am really, really excited with the Niners do. And now I could kind of rest a little easy uh, with free agency and I could really, really look forward to see what they're going to do in the draft. And, and I'm really excited about that to see, because now they can, they could do a, they could go a couple different ways. They could do a, a number of different things. Um, but I would really, really like to see them shore up the quarterback position for the future. Um, I think this would be the good draft to do it. Yeah, they only have about eight million left uh, on the salary cap for the draft. And and when they brought in Flacco, I thought that's what they need—a veteran quarterback if Garoppolo go down again. Because I think Deshaun Watson, if that was on the burner, it's not now. You know, plus you know Kyle, you know Kyle's ego is so big. I don't know if he could have handled Deshaun Watson kind of taking all his attention away at that quarterback position. So, uh, but I think you either get somebody in the draft, like you said, and then some veteran quarterback to back Jimmy up if he gets hurt again, because they've got too much talent. And Richard mentioned it. They're, they're like the Warriors. Their run back to the Super Bowls really is only about a two-year window here, and then they're going to have to blow this thing up again because they don't have any money to pay Fred Warner, best best linebacker in football. They don't need to pay him this year. I think he's making three eight, but next year they're going to have to pay some bank, and I think they're they're counting on the salary cap going up so they can afford to keep him. But the, on the other end of the spectrum, you look at the fact that because you were saying, shoe that you know the the payment to Williams was a little much, and I get that. But it's kind of back to what I was saying before, and that is this. If they decided, and, and Matt probably heard me say this too on the, on the other shows we've done, if they decided, okay, to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, then that means they have to do something with that offensive line. Because if you don't, now what do you got? You got a rematch of what happened last season with Nicky Mullins running all over the place and getting torn apart, okay? So they decided they were going to keep him. So if you did, okay, you got to do something with that offensive line. Otherwise... You switch and you go with Deshaun Watson, and you know if you don't have an offensive line, he's mobile, okay. But we all know, hey, that didn't come to fruition because the Deshaun thing wasn't going to happen because Houston's not going to let him go right away. At least that's what they've been telling everybody. And then if they did, okay, you're, you're talking about a reshuffle, okay, of what the game plan is going to be, and that's something you just don't do, you know, this far into the offseason, okay. You do that in the beginning of the season when you say, okay, look, this is our game plan for next season. And they've already said, hey, Garoppolo's the guy. So if he's the guy, yeah, 20 million might be. I'm, telling, I'm with you, Shoe. 20 million is a little much. I probably would have brought it down to maybe 17. But you got to get that piece to make the rest of, of, of the cogs, you know, work in conjunction. And he was the piece. Well, Kittle, uh, Garoppolo, and now Trent Williams are all, you know, right there, that's 25, 40. That's about 55 million of your salary cap right there. Three yeah. guys. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I just think – and then I, I've been thinking about this, too, all offseason. All Jimmy Garoppolo's been hearing about is he's gone. He's gone. Somebody's yeah. coming. Yeah. Don's coming here. So-and-so's coming. Can you imagine what – so, I think uh, Kyle has either sat him down and said, listen, you're our guy. Don't believe all this. And I'm not sure I can believe Kyle. But, you know, <laughs> his, his confidence has to be rocked a little bit 
you know, coming back, you know, all his boys have been pulling for him. You know, Kittle's been saying how Garoppolo will be back. So it'll be interesting to see coming off the injury and how is his confidence or it might put a little burr up his ass where he'll get, you know, and rise to that level of quarterback we'd like to see him become. Yeah, this is, this is definitely um, a make or break kind of year for Jimmy. Right. Cause coach, I could if, if he gets, if he gets the starting gig um, and he's got, he has no excuses. He's got, now he has the line, he has the weapons, he has everything he needs. Uh, now is it just, can he get through the progressions? Can he make the reads that he's supposed to make at the times he's supposed to make and make those big throws when he needs to make them? Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what scares me with Jimmy Garoppolo is because uh, as you said, you, you know, he hears all the chatter. I couldn't imagine having to do my job day in and day out and having all these people like myself criticizing and critiquing me. Um, I, I mean, it, I know it's got to get to you. So so that's tough you know it's it's go, it's it's you know put up or shut up time for jimmy and and now he has to do it in this stressful arena with all these uh chirping birds in his ear all day but sometimes that brings it out of you though you know it's like oh really watch this i mean that was my whole career you know hey you can't do this you're too small you're too white you're too slow oh okay watch this wait a minute, wait a minute. what wait. well my position they only kept one per team so uh, oh okay. yeah, it was an issue so oh, okay all right Okay, so what we gonna do? We are gonna turn the page. We got a few minutes left here. I want to take a talk about Golden State and reason why is because trade deadline's coming. Everybody's been talking about whether or not if the if the Warriors are gonna keep Ubre or if they're gonna trade him. You know, uh, she asked me before the show. He said, "What do you do? Do you move him or do you keep him?" Personally, myself, I believe you keep Ubre, and the reason why you keep him is because first and foremost, I, personally, I love Ubre's game. I really do. And I tell you something. He'd hate me to be his coach because I would tell him, don't you ever take an outside shot. You go to the hole all night, all night. I don't care. This. Look, all night. He's either going to do one or two things, okay? He's either going to jam in your face, okay? Or he's going to draw the foul, okay? I'd have him do that all night. That's all I'm going to do. Um, oh, boy, I will say this much. Matt's not going to like me when I say this. I, 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 believe, I know where you're going, I, bro. I, believe, I, believe, I honestly believe the trade piece is going to be Wiggins. I really do. Because Wiggins, the problem with Wiggins is that he's just not consistent. Now, he put up a 40-game night the other night, 40-point night. Beautiful. And I'm thinking, okay, great. Now, can you just keep it at 23, 25 a night? Then guess what? We stop speculating with you. Because right now, to me, he's wind-up Wiggins, okay? You know that little wind-up doll used to have? You know, you wind it up. You sit down and, oh, he's great. It's all active. And all of a sudden, the last click, 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 and uh, and now he's not doing nothing, okay? So, so that, that's that's my estimate of it. And I really like Jordan Poole coming from the G League. He's put up, you know, great numbers. And I hope he can consistently do this. Um, what are your thoughts, guys? Well, ahead, man. I'll I'll jump in first of all because you went at my man Wiggins again, and <laughs> and we're we're starting to develop a trend of where you do this, where you go after Wiggins, and and I don't know. I mean, when you say consistent, I don't know how much more consistent you want him to be. I mean, he's going to be a 20-point shooter. I mean, a 20-point-a-game player, roughly in that range. And he's going to, you know, he's not going to shoot a really high field goal percentage. But what he is doing that he did not do in Minnesota is he is locking down people defensively. I keep saying it over and over again. And so so has Kelly Oubre. The defense has been there. I, I don't see Andrew Wiggins as really being the tra a trading piece because I, I do know he's he's locked up 
contract wise for a little longer. And Kelly Oubre is not, he'll be a free agent next year. And so if the Warriors do keep him, then they have to worry about, are they going to be able to sign him moving forward when you can actually use him as a trading piece, maybe go after a player like Aaron Gordon in Orlando, who just said that he wanted to be traded. I don't understand. Why does everybody like Aaron Gordon so much? Well, he's a player. He is a player and he, and he's a big body uh, that yeah. you, you could kind of put at the forward position where if you look at the, the Warriors, they are somewhat lacking. I mean, you got Draymond yeah. Green in that position, but he's not a playmaker. He's a just, I mean, he's a distributor and a playmaker. He's not a scorer. Um, and with a guy like Aaron Gordon, it does kind of give you the option, but there's other guys out there. Yeah, uh, there is other guys out there. Not to mention the Warriors do have the $9 million exemption if they do pick right. up a player. So yeah, I think a lot like of things in their favor. Yeah, I think like Richard said, you're not going anywhere deep in the playoffs this year anyway. So continue to develop players. Wiggins on things sometimes he just seems disinterested. You know, a lot of people question his heart and uh, you know, but he plays both ends of the court. So I like his game that way. But I might trade Draymond. You're paying that guy 25 million a year to basically be a coach. I'm not really on. You know, and that's why he wanted KD out of here because if KD would have stayed, they wouldn't have gave him Draymond. Giving Draymond a hundred million dollars, you know, true. so he can't score anymore. You know, he can still defend and he can distribute. But you know, if if Kerr was, I think, a little better coach and not have to have Draymond doing it on the court, you know, maybe you think about it. But his best days are, you know, behind him. You know, in, as term as a player. So, and I've talked about this with you, Richard, over the years. Mm-hmm. He just has been guarding such bigger men; his legs are gone. He could shoot threes early in his career. Now he can't even get it close to the basket. So, you know, he's a guy that's really not going to give you a ton in the next couple of years. So if somebody were to offer, I might think about it, you know, so. So who, who do you, who do you like as far as replacement then? Because this uh, Well, that's the thing. problem. They're, they're lacking at the four and the five. You know, why is going to be so a player? Why so why is going to be a player? Looney's always hurt, you know, so. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a point guard league now. You know, and a lot of people say you're drafting a seven-footer in a point guard league. You know, and then maybe Wiseman and Oubre could do a lot of pick and roll because that's what Oubre is so good at, you know. But you yeah. don't see that instigated by Kerr. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't think they do anything. But, uh, boy, that would be something that would kind of stir things up. We'll just say that. So, every now and then you got to do something like that to let everybody know that everybody here is expendable, except maybe Steph Curry. So we'll yeah. see. I, I don't think they do anything now. Let me ask you: What do you think about bringing in Aldridge and making him the four? If you, I'm saying, if you are going to get rid of Draymond, well, he can still score. You know, he's just a shooter, though. You know, but he can still score. But like I said, you know, I, I don't think they're going deep this year. You know, so I would I would spend more time developing players which has been a problem with the Warriors over the years mm-hmm. because, you know, they had their start, they had Clay, Dre, uh, Steph, and KD, and then all those veteran players, Livingston, Barboza, Iguodala, you know, you didn't have to teach or develop those guys, no. you know, and they all knew their role. Well, when you got this young team like this, you know, you're seeing the growing pains and, and you got to start developing players because Steph's windows closing, Clay's windows closing, mm-hmm. you know, all those windows are closing and it goes fast. So we'll see. Well, there is that, that age-old adage, and that is no one's more undefeated than Father Time. So, <laughs> um, but but you think about, you know, Kerr was actually interviewed today, and he had talked about that. He was saying that, you know, with the trade deadline coming up and everything, he was saying that, you know, they kind of want to focus more 
on, you know, developing the players they have in house. And I thought that was very big on his end because he, he never really came out and admitted that he won. And for him to admit that, I thought, okay, you know what, that, that, that's showing something shoe that you had stated earlier when we had talked about it is that Kurt needs to start showing some maturity as a coach. Um, but I also think on the other end of the spectrum, you, you have to consider, you know, what it's going to look like. And I think if, if you do uh, uh, develop these players, okay, where, where does everybody fit in? Because you, you've got a Jordan Poole who is all of a sudden starting to become consistent. Wiseman is still developing, okay? If Uber comes back next year, you got about maybe, what, two, three seasons before the, the main guys, they're, they're going to be sitting down. And when they do, where are these other pieces fit? How are you going to, you know, hmm. migrate them into, you know, the juggernaut that you've had for the last five years until now? Because these guys coming up right now, they're not Clay, they're not Dre, they're not Steph, Steph Curry, they're not KD. Okay. And these are guys that have been taking on the chin. They've been trying to come up. They come up a little bit. What happens? They go back down to the because they can't handle it. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where Curl's mind is at as far as developing. If he wants to develop, okay, great. But develop him into what? <laughs> well, I think you are seeing a little bit of that transition and mindset from, from the Warriors. I mean, you're starting to see Nico Mannion get a lot of minutes, um, especially with Steph Curry being out with the. the but they need uh, a backup point guard. Right. And, and you're seeing Jordan Poole get run. Uh, we're not seeing Wiseman because he's been out. He'll be out for seven days. Pascal's been out. He'll be out for seven days. You know, so he hasn't been getting the minutes that that he really needs to develop. But but you are kind of seeing Steve Kerr kind of transition a little bit. And I think injuries have kind of forced the hand. And then just kind of, you know, where the, the games fall from night to night, you know, who's going to be available, who's kind of banged up, who's not. And you're kind of going to go through this year. And I think Steve's just going to try and get through the year, try to get, as high as they can get. I mean, I could see them falling somewhere six, seven, eight seed um, and getting into the playoffs, but not making a ton of noise. But, but I do with doing that, they can develop their young players. And I, I think you are starting to see that uh, a little more. I mean, look, Smiley, you got us, your boy, Richard Smiley, you got to start the other night, you know, ahead and, of and GTA. <laughs> Actually, I read uh, somewhere yesterday that uh, Kerr enjoyed last season more than he did KD's last season. He did say that. He did say and that. There was a little uh, hint of, you know, underlying a lot of issues in that locker room. KD would just take over the game and, you know, Steph and Clay were just sitting there like you've never seen him before. Kerr didn't have any control over him, you know, so it was kind of interesting to see that, you know, and uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see the development of these players. And it's been kind of fun to watch these guys grow up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we know that, you know, we had the situation take place recently with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron James goes down with an injury. Um, uh, I don't know why I can't think of high ankle sprain, and then Lamelo Ball also injured. Right, right. Also, Davis is out too. Um, and I think what's happening is, you know, now the you know there's 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 scuttlebutt in the news going around saying that they they now believe that the Brooklyn Nets have a better chance this year of winning the title than the Lakers do which I don't believe that because at the end of the day, guys, it's LeBron James and the Lakers. <laughs> Let's keep it real, okay? If he comes back, he'll be out probably three weeks, maybe a month. Um, it's really a matter of what the Lakers can do when he's out. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a franchise that knows how to win titles. And you're talking about a man who is – he's like a Tom Brady, man. You know, once he, he put the ball in his hands, you know, he does what he does. 
Um, I want to see that matchup because that would be a nice matchup. You got Lakers versus Brooklyn for the title. That would be a good matchup. Um, It'll be interesting with these injuries, though, to him and uh, uh, Anthony you know, Davis has been out yeah. for seven to 14 days, yeah, so too. All so, Lakers could fall down the ladder, and that, that'll be interesting, uh, you know, in terms of seeding when they get to the playoffs. So, and for the MVP, you know, Luka Donich, uh, I think down in Dallas, to me, uh, he's just doing amazing things, but it's hard to give it aside somebody to LeBron. But I don't so know. that'll be interesting, too. I don't know. I think your boy Jokic should probably get it this year. Joker? He's putting up some great numbers. Yeah, he's putting up some great numbers. We got about two minutes before we say goodnight. Um, Shoe, first of all, I'm going to tell you again, man. Pleasure having you, man. This is, this is great. This is good. I'm telling you, if it was up to me, man, we might have to do this every night, man. We have to <laughs> oh, I'm around, so. Yeah, yeah. So. More so during the football season, though. Okay. I know Matt's looking forward to the A's getting started here, so they're going to be a lot more fun to watch than the Giants. I'll say that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like the tongue. You're talking to a Giants fan, okay? Let's you need to wear that Giants hat when he's got his A's hat, right, 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 right. Listen, I'm a huge Giants fan. I got it up here, but you, but I'm not – I'm no dummy. I see the writing on the wall. The A's are probably going to have a better season than the Giants. The Giants are – it's going to be tough. So, not that I'm jumping bandwagon from the Giants <laughs> to the A's. Don't oh, get me no. wrong. I'm you just, kind of close. Oh, no. I'm, I'm just supporting the Bay Area team that's that's got the best squad this year. Yeah. Well, and his little league team is the A's, so that's his managerial hat. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, All right. Yeah, I always thought you were either a Giants or an A's fan. You couldn't be both. Right? <laughs> you can't. So but I back in the day, I had the hat, the split yeah, hat. Oh, yeah. okay. So I could, oh, I could go both ways. That's well, a that's huge no-no right now. Well, that's yeah. the thing. If you if you had the hat with the split of the Raiders and the Niners, that got people upset. I remember that one. <laughs> okay, guys. First of all, shoe. Thank you very much for being with us. Hey, good to see you guys again. Okay, and he is Matt, none the wiser wise. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. This is Game Face. You want to come over and put your feet up and hang out with us? You can. You can even have a drink. But if you do, you better have your Game Face on, son. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.